Hi, this is Keisha, and you're listening to the Face to Face podcast. I welcome you. So glad that you could join me. I have the privilege and honor of interviewing Pastor Mark Sowersby. He is founder of Forgive the Nightmare Ministries. He has a powerful testimony of personal a personal journey of forgiveness and he has been called by God to help others in their journey of forgiveness as well. So I am so excited to be able to share this with you my listeners. Enjoy. Greetings, Pastor. Greetings. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Wonderful. So glad you could join me. It's an honor to be here today. Oh, <laughs> uh, Well, why don't we go ahead and pray? Um, and uh, just, I'd like to invite the Holy Spirit into the uh, conversation, of course. And just um, be open and receptive. Amen. Amen. To anything that he would like to take this. Hey, thank you for this uh, opportunity. Thank you for giving me a platform to tell tell my testimony. And we are just trusting and believing that God has has something big in store for us today. Amen. 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 Well, so. would you would you lead us in prayer? I definitely will. Father God, we come to you today, and we thank you, Lord for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. Father, we celebrate our salvation today because you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price that we could not pray. And Father, as we gather today, we invite you to have your way, Lord. Father God, may you be glorified in this conversation. May you be honored and may you be lifted up, Lord, because your word tells us if we lift you up, you will draw all men unto you, Lord. So Father, I pray, Lord God, that that, Father, you give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, Lord. Give us a heart to receive what the Spirit is doing, Lord. And may we be about our Father's business and put our hands to this plow. And, Father, be about what you have in store for us today, Lord. May we not linger behind the Spirit, but may we not go before it. May you lead us and guide us, Lord. Hide us behind the cross and be glorified today, Lord God. So, Father, I pray as this message goes forth, Lord, that all that hear the good news today, the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news of redemption, the good news of forgiveness, Lord God. May it make an impact. May it, Father, may it encourage and may it transform lives, Lord God, to grow closer unto you. Lord, I thank you for my sister. I thank you, Lord God, that you're using her in a mighty way, Lord God, to, to let your word go forth. So, Lord, bless us today as we trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Thank you for that beautiful prayer. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here today. Oh, and it is so such an honor to to have you uh, willing to share your story with with my listeners. Um, so why don't we start out by just having you um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, I'd be happy to. You know, I'm. I'm a regular Joe. I'm a father, a husband, a friend. I, I have the blessing of being a pastor. I, re, I live a real life. I pay bills. I, 
I do everything like the next guy. We got kids in sports. We got, we got to be the taxi cab. I'm just a regular guy that serves a great God. And that's where the story is. I pastor Christian Assembly of Schuyler in Schuyler, New York, right on the corner of Watkins Road in Route 5. And we're a real church with real people serving a great God. So, you know, we just trust the Lord and we uh, call upon his name and we believe in him. And my story is a story of redemption, of hope, of love, and forgiveness. I was raised in a home with much abuse. I was raised, uh, raised and abused by a, a man that would come into my life and would abuse me in every way possible. He would rape my body, he would beat my body, and he would try to steal from me the dignity and respect. And in those years, I was lost, I was confused, I was but a child in those years where those, were, those years that the abuse took place was from 7 to 14. And at 14 years old, I fought back. Uh, after seven years of this constant abuse, sometimes daily, sometimes twice a day, and also being sold to being abused by other people. Uh, I, you know, at 14, I, I fought back. At 16 years old, and you can imagine a lot happened in between there and then, but at 16 mm-hmm. years old, I... I came into the church. I, I stumbled into a youth group. I, I walked into a place where God's word was being proclaimed. And the Reader Digest version is I fell in love with Jesus Christ. Mm. And in that journey and in that season, I learned to call upon his name. I learned to bow a knee and confess. I learned to trust. But there was a lot of still, there was still a lot of pains and hurts within me. A lot of fears, a lot of uh, insecurities. And the Lord called me to go to Bible school. And I remember wrestling with God for many years about that because one of the casualties of my abuse was my education. I graduated high school uh, with a third grade reading level. Wow. And uh, so my education was something that I really feared. And the Lord was calling me to go to, go to school. And it was, again, another step of faith, believing and trusting and God sending people beside me and next to me and God opening doors that only he could open and and that's what we trusted in. We trusted in the Lord to make a way for us. So, again, we thank God so much for what he's done and, and what he's doing. But the story of forgiving the nightmare, this ministry that the Lord has put within me, and I'm so thankful to have a, have a church that's walking with me in this and understanding and, and hearing the call of God. So Christian Assembly of Schuyler and forgiving the nightmare ministry are just all within me, and, and the Lord uh, just has put this word in me and this ministry. And we lost my mom at the beginning of this year, 80 years old. She succumbed wow. to, to uh, we believe it was the COVID. They said it was a flu. Uh, we couldn't go see her because of, uh, because of all the mandates that are in place. And wow. my mom passed away. And, I'm so and in that season, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you. And and as I can tell you that my mom passed from this earth with a confession of faith. Uh, I can tell oh, you I'm rejoicing God. in that. She had a lot of pains, a lot of hurts, a lot of regrets, a lot of fears, a lot of, a lot of things she carried. But in the, in the season, the fall, the winter of her life, in those last few years of her life, my mom cried out to Jesus Christ. And, uh, and I believe when she closed her eyes in this earth, she opened her eyes before her Savior. Because oh, of what Jesus God. did on the cross, so, and then with that, with her passing, it felt like this, this explosion. They call it. I, I think I've heard the term. God has just birthed something. This, 
this birthing of uh, this call just kind of erupted in me. There's many things happening at the same time in my life. I'm not only grieving my mother's loss, but I was, I was on a weight loss journey. And in the weight loss journey and the grieving, and it all kind of came together at one place. And God just birthed inside me and reminded me of Forgiven the Nightmare Ministries. And it's gone forth. And we put a website together. We made some videos. Uh, we've talked about it. We've encouraged others to walk in the gift of forgiveness. Um, and inside me, uh, there's a book brewing there. It's still at the very beginning, infant stages of a book, but uh, it's there. It's it's kind of, uh, it's on its first draft on paper, uh, oh, but wow. we still have lots of Lots of editing to do, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Of, we, but we believe it's it's coming forth. And in December, we'll sit down and talk with a self-editor just to kind of find out, uh, am I in the right places? Am I doing the right things? Am I crossing the right T's and dotting the right I's? Mm. So there's a book there. We've recently worked with a company called Hero Meteor Arts out of Maine. And they've just put together a highly... Uh, high-end produced two-minute video that we're hoping to launch in a couple weeks onto the website. It's really produced with the excellence and, and, and oh. integrity to tell the story. So God's been opening up doors only he can open to talk about forgiving the nightmare. So Amen. God's done some great things. Amen. 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 So tell us specifically, I mean, sure. I know that it's about forgiveness, but what is like your, your laser focus um, in your ministry? Like what is the, what is the, 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 the laser that I think that is the proper words. What is the laser focus sure. of your ministry? The laser focus of the ministry is, is exactly that. It's about forgiveness. I see so many Christians that desire forgiveness Mm. Uh, they claim it, they confess it, they stand on the word, they, and they truly, truly long for the, the gift of forgiveness, the, the mercy of forgiveness to, to flow through them. And I want to tell people that I believe God can move in miraculous ways. I believe God can do things in supernatural ways. And, but oftentimes I know God uses the process. And I think sometimes in our evangelical circles, we don't like the process because the process is hard. Yeah. It's difficult. We have to learn to die to self. We have to let him be the potter and us be the clay. We all want that instant. And believe me, I want the instant too. And what I've seen as a pastor in my all of my adult life and my 30 plus years of pastoring, I've seen people with such a passion for forgiveness, but so unwilling sometimes to go through the process. And we know God uses processes. A seed falls to the ground and comes up a tree. A, a baby is grown, uh, born and grows to be an adult. So there are, there are processes that God has given to us. And, and I think sometimes those that have been wounded and hurt, and, and, and regardless of how that pain has come into one's life, if it's like me that they've been abused physically, sexually, uh, emotionally, or maybe it's an abuse in a different way. Maybe it was a divorce, it was unplanned divorce, or or an untimely death, or, or a bankruptcy, or, or something that's come into their life that's caused this angst and this pain. And we as Christians, we want to run to forgiveness because we want to give it. We know the scriptures where, where it talks about in Matthew how 
if you don't forgive those who have offended you, how can our Father in heaven forgive you? And so we understand that and we so desire that. And I think sometimes we, we are such a rush for the forgiveness that we don't, we're not willing to go through the process. And, and the process right. helps us become who God wants us to be. I think of Jacob, Jacob in the Old Testament and how he became Israel and how he mm-hmm. had to wrestle with the angel. And what did he want? He wanted a name change. He no longer wanted to be, be deceiver. He wanted to become promise. But he had to wrestle. And for the rest of his life, he walked with a limp. But I think, you know, sometimes when we're working through this, as we've come to reason together, and we're working out our salvation, we, we have to come to that place where we're willing to, to wrestle and say, God, you know what? I am angry. God, I am hurting. God, I, I don't feel a lot of love right now for that person who hurt me. But God, I'm casting my cares upon the water. And I know, Lord, you're going to bring it back to me. And it's okay to say, God, I'm frustrated. It's okay to, to weep. It's okay to, to spill out the pain upon the cross, upon the altar, and let God right. build you up again. I'm preaching. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're fine. What a, what, a beautiful, um, what a beautiful thing that I believe so many people need to hear. They need to hear that it's okay to not be okay. Amen. That it's that it's Amen. that it's okay to not have an instantaneous um, deliverance from the pain and the hurt, and and that that your scars really are a beautiful part of your testimony. Amen. I mean, you know, I, I was telling somebody just the other day. They said, Pastor, when did God take it away from you? And I said, You know what? Mm-hmm. To be honest, God's never taken it away. And they looked at me with a puzzled look and they said what do you mean god didn't take it away i said he didn't the pains are still there uh the familiar insecurities and fears are still there and sometimes they're beckoning me and calling me what god did even though he did not take away the pain even though he did not take away the hurts he became bigger than the pain he became bigger than the hurts so they're there and 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 i'm familiar with them and i recognize them but they are so small in the light of God. They're so small in the light of the cross. They're so small in the light of mercy. They're so small in the power of the Holy Spirit. They're so small in the light of logos. So, you know, are they there? Sure. Do I remember my pains? Do I remember those familiar um, uh, hurts? Of course I do. But God is bigger. God is greater. God is mightier. And the shadow of the cross, they are so small. Amen. And it's it's about changing the perspective that's right. that you that's have right. about the experience because right. that's what the enemy does. He comes in and he warps our perspective that's of right. of things and takes us or takes our gaze off of the almighty and all-powerful God. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> by that's causing right. us to not trust him and causing us to not live in faith. So what a, what a beautiful, um, what a beautiful testimony to share with people that just because you still have those memories and just because you're still struggling to some extent does not mean that you're not, you're not on your way to, to better things. That's right. That's right. The freedom of my freedom of being able to forgive those who, who, 
wounded me, the forgiveness I have towards my mother, the forgiveness I have towards those who, who neglected me as a child, uh, the forgiveness that, that, that has come through the Lord and into my spirit, therefore has taught me to forgive, is, is not a one that has not, it's one that has gone on a journey with me. Mm. Was, somebody said, how do you know what to do? I said, I can only forgive what's in front of me. That's all I can forgive. Sometimes we see that, that a mountain and we go, wow, it's so big. You know, this year I climbed Mount Marcy. I, you know, it's the biggest mountain in New York. And, and I climbed it. And it's not the biggest mountain in the world. But boy, it was my Everest that day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and when I stood on the top of Mount Marcy, I realized I was standing at the highest point in New York. And, and it, you know, it, there, there was a different perspective. And sometimes we can only do what's in front of us. Let me give you for an instance. You know, uh, I am a father of four children. And I just like any young father, I remember when my, my wife told me we were expecting our first one and we went through all the joy of that. And then the day came where she would deliver our first child. And of course, just like many people, we were at the hospital with our loved ones and family and my wife gave birth and I was there and they put that baby into my arms. They put my firstborn into my arms. And, and I remember that instant love I had, that instant commitment that I had, that instant sacrifice I would make that I couldn't believe how much of me was already in love with this little child and how much I would sacrifice. And as I held this child in my arms, I remember thinking to myself, wow, I can't believe how much I love this baby, this child. And at the yeah. same moment, a realization came to me that no one ever loved me that much. No one ever loved me as much as I love my child. And, and I remember walking with God, holding the child, and I was crying as a young father and crying with the sorrow of, of my past and the joy of my future. And, and all these different emotions were hitting me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, but I have loved you. I have loved you. And, and I had to learn to forgive in a different way at that moment. So I didn't know how oh, to forgive wow. as a parent because I was never a parent before. But at that moment right. when I became a parent, or I know I was a parent nine months earlier, but when I became a parent at that, when I met my child face to face, I had to forgive at a different perspective. And I was able to wow. say, God, I can. Hope that made sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I, I recall when I became a parent for the first time, um, I had uh, I had suffered through some things of my own as a child and was abandoned by my I'm mother so who was mentally ill. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, but it was even harder to understand why she had done the things she had done when I was holding my firstborn child. Sure. And it, it became an even deeper mystery. But inside of those deeper mysteries, yes, then we get to go on a, on a new journey of understanding and forgiveness. And then we learn as we go that, you know, the, the human heart is, uh, is definitely a, a very, a very tricky thing. And, and, you know, and you, you, you learn in the journey from a new perspective. So yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Amen. And that's why I've called, well, the Lord gave me the name years ago, Forgiving the Nightmare. Because everybody has a nightmare, if you would. Everybody, you shared me a little bit of yours, you know, abandoned as a child. I, you've heard mine, abuse and sexual abuse. And everybody has a nightmare, if you would, that they have to learn to forgive. 
So right. I, the, the Lord gave me that years ago. I was in, I was on a traveling ministry team for my Bible college. I went to Zion Bible College in, in Barrington, Rhode Island, and, and they invited me to be on a, on a traveling ministry team. I closed the service one night up in Canada, and I remember opening up the altar, and there before me was a line I could not see the end to. And my knees got weak. I thought, Lord, who am I to stand here? I'm just a man. I am... You know, I can't even get my way out of a paper bag. And, and my shirt was wet with people's tears, uh, women crying on me saying, well, my son, forgive me like you forgave your mom. And, and young men coming to me saying, can I have the freedom that you have? And, and I remember saying, Lord, what are you going to do with this? And the Lord said to me, you're going to write it down. And, and I chuckled. I laughed. I, I, I said, Lord, I, I can barely read. I'm getting through this. Uh, I'm getting through college because of all the people you sent to help me. And and all the aid that I'm getting and, and different people are coming beside me. And, and kind of in a, in a biblical moment, I kind of looked to the, to the heavens and I said, well, Lord, if I'm going to write this down, what am I going to call it? And in that moment, anointed by the Holy Spirit, my spirit just erupted with the words forgiving the nightmare. And I've held on to that title my whole life. And my wife and I have known the testimony and we didn't know how it was going to uh, go forth. Was it just for us? Was it just a perspective I was supposed to have? Why, why I pastored mm-hmm. churches? Was it going to be a traveling ministry? Was it, Lord, we didn't want to put God in a box. But then again, upon my mom's death, and I think, I think my, the Lord was good to my mom because my mom was very embarrassed. My mom was very ashamed. She, she came from a generation mm-hmm. where you didn't, you didn't speak about your worries or fears outside the home. You kept everything close. You know, you didn't let right. the neighbors know. You didn't talk about it. You put on that smile. You, everything's perfect. And that was her generation, if you would. And 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 I right. think that if my mom knew that I was doing it, if she was alive, it would be so crushing upon her. So upon her her death, the I just really, a few weeks after she died, there was just a, a launching uh of a birth of this ministry. And, and instantly the Lord brought a web designer into our life. The Lord, uh, the Lord brought some other people to kind of help me make videos into my life. And, wow. you know, and, and now I, I, and then again, I've been in a weight loss journey. The end of last year, I was 325 pounds. And today I weighed in at 162 pounds. Uh, wow. my, waist, uh, my waist size was 56. And today my waist size is 32. And, and I wish I could tell you that, uh, you know, all, all, everything's perfect. It's not, it's a fight, it's a battle. I'm, I have to retrain myself right. from some pretty bad habits. But I think the weight loss is a symptom of a bigger healing. It's not the yeah. healing itself. It's a result of, of the forgiveness, the healing, and having that different perspective. You know, yes. um, you know when the... Uh, when the Pharisee comes to Jesus and says, how does one inherit the kingdom of heaven? Jesus asked him, what does the word say? And he says, it says, keep the commandment and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you've answered correctly. And the Lord told me, when you love yourself, you take care of yourself. And exactly. I remember, and I remember for a long time, I, I could love others. I could love my children. I could love the Lord. I could love my church. I could love my wife. I, I could love what I do. But I just, because of the brokenness, because of the insecurities, because of the, mm. uh, the fears, because of the pain, because of the rejection, 
there was yeah. just so much I couldn't love myself. And, and I think in the journey, you know, me and myself, we're having a party. I like some of me <laughs> because of what God's done with me. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, with with obesity being one of the leading killers and health complications from obesity being one of the the deadliest things that our nation is facing um, right now, what an incredible testimony that you have to share um, with those who are struggling with their with their weight and they've tried every fad diet and they've gone to the gym and they cannot seem to find the answer and I have I have always believed that the answer was not with the exterior things but what goes on in the heart I would agree with you wholeheartedly and Mm -hmm. that's where and again I'm not trying to say I have it all figured out or I have to let my guard down none of us do And and again, as I've learned to, uh, and and I'm not trying to say I'm narcissistic, believe me, I'm not saying I love myself so much, I love myself more than anybody. I I know, as I say, I know my feet stink, you know, I know I'm not a perfect guy, I know I I need a savior, and, and, uh, you know, so I understand that, but um, but for the first time in my life, I didn't hate myself, I think that's what I'm saying, I got to do it, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's, it's an, you're, you're having an outward manifestation of what's going on in your inner man. I believe so. I believe that's exactly what's happened as this healing of, of, um, of the, the abuse, the healing of, and the, and the forgiveness that God's pouring me in. I have something I've never had before and it's kind of new to me and I've never had it before. I have with humility, with humility, I say this, but I have a little confidence. I've never had confidence. You know, I've always wow. waited for the other foot to drop. I've always waited for somebody to figure out, hey, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. You know, I've always thought to myself, why do they hire me to be their pastor? Don't they know? I don't know. But God is faithful. And he's, he's got us. So, so there's a, with much humility, my confidence is in Christ. And I understand that. Yeah. It's not my ability. But in that, I have a little bit of confidence knowing that God's going to open up those doors and God's going to make a way. And, and I don't have yes. to feel like the most insignificant. You know, I, I, most of my life, I would walk into a room and feel unworthy to be in that room, feel the least in that room, feel like, why do I have any? I have nothing to, to offer, to give in this room. And now I walk in and go, boy, I may not be the best person here, but I don't think I'm dirt either, you know, so... You know, that's, that's, yeah, there's some, some... isn't that what God wants? He wants confident sons and daughters to bring forth the kingdom of heaven. You know, he, he chooses to partner with us in the things that he desires to manifest here in the earth. And he desires us to understand how much he loves us and then to manifest that confidence in his love to, you know, there's a difference between being, because I believe um, from some things that I've studied um, that those who are narcissistic and those who are not necessarily confident, but cocky, you know, they tend to have an arrogant, um, if you really get to the inner person, if you really get to the inner works of the soul of that person, 
they're really not confident. Sure. They're really not, you know, so, so what you're functioning in is the fact that you have come to a revelation of what you really mean to your, your heavenly father and it's manifesting in your physical being. And what an incredible thing for you to be able to share with those who are struggling and feeling like they're failing because they can't achieve those things that they feel like they have to achieve in order to, you know, maybe even not even just to look good, but to be able to function. There's some people who, and I'm sure you've ex- you experienced oh, sure, it yourself. Sure, you sure, have, yeah. Terrible. You feel terrible, and you know, and I've 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 known people that they're just they cry because they're so upset about the fact that they can't lose weight, and they're going and having like these surgeries and stuff. And I believe that God really, you know, wants to set people free so that they can become healthy in a way that that you know glorifies Him. Sure, sure. I totally agree. And again, I understand about the weight loss journey. I come from heavy set people. Uh, you know, I come from big bone, people, whatever husky, you know, yeah. I was, I was always called that, you know, I, I remember all those, those, those titles. So I in no way uh, live in a glass house and say, I have this all figured out. You know, I, my heart reaches to anybody struggling. I still say, yes, I may be thinner than I was uh, a year ago. But I still struggle. You know, I, I, I still have to trust in the Lord. And again, my weight loss is just a larger reflection. It's just a it's just a symptom of the, the bigger healing that took place. And and as like oh, you yeah. said, I believe I believe what happened to me is as what Paul says, uh, it's no longer I that liveth, but it's Jesus Christ that liveth in me. And it's you know Amen. and it's it's that learning to die to self and become that living sacrifice. And choosing, if you would, to say, Lord, I'm putting on the garment of praise. I'm putting on that garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness to be lifted off. And, you know, the spirit of heaviness wants to own us, wants to identify us, wants to to make us a, a Jacob. Make us a Jacob. You know, and Jacob's name, as you know, meant deceiver, liar, cheat. But, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we have to wrestle with our past. And we have to you know, not use it, not use it as an excuse. I'll tell you, there's a whole chapter in my book about how my past became my, uh, my excuse became my, uh, I won every argument with my family growing up, you know, Hey Mark, be home by midnight. Why were you abused? Okay. Stay out as late as you want. You know, I, I used it in an incorrect way, you know, and the Lord had to get a hold of me and humble me and rebuke me and say, Hey, what are you doing? You know? So, I understand all those those principles of when you've only seen your life from one perspective and you've been told mm. that you're only one thing, it's easy to put on that that identity. But I think that many of us put our heads to the pillow at night and go, that's not me. I don't have to be the broken one. I don't have to be the the silly one. I don't have to be the 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 one that the 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 one that the jokes always made about. I don't have to try to make everybody like me by making, you know, I can be a child of God and let the personality that God's given me, if that's humor, if that's intellect, whatever that personality is to come out and glorify the Lord. And, and I hope, uh, yeah. I, again, I'm walking through it. I don't have all the answers. And, and I just want to see people 
come to that place. Because if God could do it in a broken guy like me, an uneducated, broken man um, that's that came from nothing. You know, I was born from an affair. I didn't know my father. Uh, my mom you know, neglected me in many ways. You know, if God can do it in a man like me, he can do it in anybody. Believe me. So I stand here as a testimony saying God wants you to help you forgive your nightmare. That's why we call it forgiving the nightmare. Amen. Amen. You know, and I, I, I can't help but just take note of the, the excitement that the Lord has put in you about being able to share. It's almost like, you know, you just, you had this aha, you, you know, you can tell when someone has truly experienced freedom. Amen. Because they carry this type of excitement. They carry this, you know, only Jesus Christ could do this. Amen. Only Amen. the power of the cross could do in my life what was done. Now let me share that with you. Let me give you a piece of, you know, what what you have experienced yourself. And what a what an incredible gift. And to know that you've experienced such hardship and pain in your life, but God. Amen. But God. And, and, and I think as we said earlier, I wish I could tell you I, I went to an altar and, and God said, okay, it's gone. I went to an altar and God said, okay, let's go. Let's go through this process. But God, it's going to hurt. Yep, but I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But God, I'm not ready. Nope, but, but I'm going to walk with you. God, I'm scared. I'm a shield about you. God, what happens when they take my title of victim away? And I remember very specifically saying that to the Lord. Lord, what's going to happen when they take my title of victim away? Because that's all I know. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and he said, you'll be called victorious. You won't be wow. victim anymore. And, uh, and, you know, again, was there tears? Are there still tears? Are there, is there still more of my journey? I'm sure there is. I only know what I know. And I can only do what's in front of me. And at this place in my life, uh, you know, I'm, I'm holding on. I'm sure, I, I, I'm sure there's going to be much other bumps and bruises in my life, scars and regrets and, and doubts and insecurities. I, I don't think I you know, walk on water. I'm a man. I got a wife. She'll tell me when I need to, you know, button up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I trust in the Lord every day. He, I, you know, I love the scripture. It says he's a light into our path, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I think of a man holding a lantern. It's not a spotlight down the street that I can see every nook and cranny. It's a lantern in front of me. And I can see, I can only see my next step and my next step and my next step. And I know who's holding that lantern. It's the Lord God. And if he showed me my whole story, I'd probably either run from it or be too afraid to jump into it. But I can see my next step and know that he's leading me and guiding me. And, um, and I'm walking in forgiveness. And we all have that forgiveness. Uh, we all have to learn to come to that place of forgiveness. And so whatever your nightmare is, if you would, whatever your, your nightmare, your fear, your, whatever shackled you, whatever has... Um, lied to you, whatever has tried to own you. Uh, God wants you to break those things, not by your own might, because again, by your own might, we go back to it. But allow the Holy Spirit, allow the Word of God 
the truth of God to come and to remind you that you're more than a conqueror, that, that he could do great things in you, that he wants to deliver you and set you free. Amen. I'm preaching. <laughs> mm, well, preach it. Good God, stuff. Good thanks. stuff. And I believe that there are so many people that need to hear what you're saying and they need to, they need to have that hope. That's the one thing that is so lacking is that hope. And, you know, the one thing that you said in the beginning of the interview about, you know, how in that evangelical circle, you know, there's this desire for this instantaneous. And I believe that people have gone looking for that. And when that didn't happen, they thought that there was something wrong with them. That's right. And, that's right. And that's right. This, this is going to sow seeds of hope in those who got stuck and maybe even stepped off the path of the journey of the healing because they thought that there was something wrong with them because they didn't get the instant zap from, from heaven. And, you know, so this is going to give people a hope for the fact that they could step back onto that journey, you know, and and, um, one of the things that I would, I would uh, ask you to um, speak forth right now, if, if you would, what is something that a person who is struggling in this unforgiveness and bitterness and, and they've had horrible things happen to them, what is something that they could do right now to find relief and to get on that healing path? Well, you know the old saying, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. That's the, you know, that's the, the old saying. And I would just say, mm-hmm. I would just say that, you know, sometimes when we look at the whole, the whole issue, when we look at it from beginning to end, it, it seems so overwhelming. But take it step by step, precept by precept, one thing at a time, little by little, uh, the journey. And I think... Uh, as we go through that journey, we have to be willing to be honest with God and with ourselves. You know, we, we, we confess forgiveness, but we really haven't gotten it or we haven't given it yet. And when we confess it, we, we claim it, we stand on it. But just under the surface of our lives is a, is a fear and an anger. And we've all met Christians where with their lips, they say, I'm fine. But with their actions, they're still hurting, and and yeah. they get into this, they get into this dichotomy of, well, God's done it, but I'm still living in pain. But I'm confessing that He's done it, and I'm still and and I think it's good to have a confession. It's good to to claim the word, but at the same time, I think we just take it bite by bite, step by step, whatever that means for you. Whatever that first step is, is it to write a letter? Maybe you never send. Is it to uh, journal? Is it to cry? Is it, it's okay to cry. Is it to, yeah. you know, well, however that needs to come out, you know, because again, I think people build up walls, but we need to tear down those walls and build up an altar. And on that altar, we lay genuinely before our Lord. He knows us. He knows every hair on our head, right? He knows who we are. And lay there and say, God, you know, I'm still mad at that person who walked out on me. I'm still hurting. And God's not going to reject us. He's going to come on this journey with me. So I, I thankful for what you said, that 
that yes, in our evangelical circles, people have come to us and rushed to us going, I want that, that automatic Christian deliverance. And because they haven't got it, uh, they have, they've become uh, disingenuous or they've become fearful or they've become just so upset about it. And, and I think sometimes the pulpits have to blame for that, that we've preached instant and not journey. Uh, sometimes I think the pulpits, you know, we've said, hey, God, and we, I believe God can do it. Believe me, I believe God can instantaneously in a snap do it. But I, but I also know that God uses processes. So sometimes it's just that first step, first step, you know, I, and I wish I could be more specific, but it really, it's just whatever your first yeah. step is. And I, yeah. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's just going to an altar saying, God, here's my first step. But, you know, again, yeah. it's, how do you eat that elephant one bite at a time? Yeah, and I think it's real important, you know, you had said it's okay to cry. It's okay to, it's okay to tell God you're still hurting. Um, I, I have found in my own journey of learning to forgive um, the pains that I've gone through, and I'm still on the journey myself. And I think sure. that's the first thing that we need to admit to people is, Although I've been working on forgiveness, I'm still on a journey. Amen. This isn't over yet. And it may not be over until I reach, you know, that day when I get to run into the arms of the Lord. It may never be completely over, but I'm on it. And, you know, just letting people know that it's okay to not be okay. It is okay to come for the Lord and and let him know because there's this, there's, there's just such deep rooted shame and rejection in the pain that people have experienced that they just get in this mindset of I have to pretend that I'm something that I'm not. Exactly. And exactly. That is such an important step of the journey for someone who has been traumatized is for them to realize that it is okay for you to not be okay. That's right. And, you know, you know the Bible talks about be angry and sin not. You know, I say that. I say to people all the time, God doesn't mind an argument. If we're honest, he never loses. You know, there's been times where I, you know, there's been times when I shook my hands to heaven. You know, and there's been times when I've said, God, I just can't. You're asking me to forgive the man who raped my body, God? You're asking me to forgive somebody who, who stabbed me? You're asking me to forgive somebody who sold me for other men to prostitute, you know, to be a prostitute, you know, to abuse me. You're asking me to, uh, to forgive. Oh God, I don't know. I, you know, God, how could you ask me to do that? And in that journey, you know, in that place, and I, I, you know, I, everybody's at a different place, but I, in that journey, God brought me through. He was walked with me. He, he opened up. He, he showed me, he never left me. But sure, there was times where I say, oh, God, <laughs> no way, no way could I ever do that. Um, but then he, he showed me step by step, little by little, that he, um, that he could help me do it. And, and he did. And again, it, am I still on a journey of forgiveness? Sure. I don't have it all figured out. But I know that my anger is not controlling me anymore. And I know that my unforgiveness right. doesn't have a hold on me anymore. And that's the victory. The victory is in it. Yeah. So, 
My, yes, absolutely. My past does not identify me anymore. Mm. You know? Yeah, just having greater and greater. We are transformed from glory to glory. It's that amazing revelation of how much Jesus accomplished in his death on the cross and just gaining greater and greater revelation of the victory that we live in through his resurrection. That's right. And knowing that he is interceding for us at the right hand of the Father. That's right. The more that we gain revelation in that, and I, I believe that those two things kind of like connect every time we're willing to let God have just a little bit more, let him have just a little bit more. It's like the when we open the hand to release those things, he puts the revelation in our hand. That's right. To and that's where the freedom comes from. It's because he can't take our free will away from us. And that was a huge revelation that he had given me was that he will not violate our free will. And people, you know, if you if you know nothing else about our God, the fact that he is a perfect gentleman who will he cherishes the hearts of those who have been victimized. Mm, amen. He honors us so much that he would never, ever violate our free will. And we don't realize the ways that we're withholding from him. We don't realize the ways we're withholding from God until we begin to, until we begin to surrender things. That's right. And when you've been broken, when you've been abused, when you've been hurt, you hold on. You don't want to let go. This is all you know. It's all you know. Protection. Protection, exactly. And, you know, God yeah. stands at the door knocking, and we understand that, and we say, yes, God, but really, can I truly give this to you, God? Can I be that, mm. can I be that vulnerable again? Can I be that vulnerable? Because last time I was vulnerable, I got beat down. So, Lord, can I be right. that genuine? Can I be that vulnerable? And what happens when I am truly open and and I am just genuine and, and I'm so exposed. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit just comes and fills us and he becomes that shield about us. And in that yeah. presence of the Lord, in that moment, we truly understand what it means to walk by grace, whether it needs to be for him to be our Abba Father. Abba, oh, my New England accent right. kicked in. Abba Father. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, we truly, we truly understand that. So, yeah. So, you know, and, and it's such a beautiful revelation to us. Um, and I think that yeah. happens, you know, do I want those, those, those moments where you can, you know, hear when you, when you just think you're standing in the throne room and you could just feel it. Sure. I long for those moments, but those moments for me happened in his word when I was reading God's word. And his word became opened up. Because I believe this, when God's word is being preached or proclaimed, that's as much as a move of the spirit as any other move of the spirit. And, and I, I believe Amen. that when God's word is being uh, proclaimed, we stand on it, we trust in it. And when we hold on to it and we proclaim it, not in a, not in a way to say, hey, I'm, no, I'm not hurting anymore. But in a way saying, in spite of my hurt, God's still there. 
In spite of my fear, God's still there. In spite of my weakness, I'm still there. You know, what does he tell Paul? Uh, what, did he, what did Paul say? In, in my weakness, he is made great. So, amen. 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 And that is the truth. Praise the Lord. He is always revealing himself as our strength. And that is the, that is the epitome of humbling ourselves. Under the mighty hand of God is when we realize that we were never intended to be our own strength. Amen. He was always intended to be our strength. He was intended to be our everything. He was where we're supposed to draw our very source of life. And and the more that we awaken to that, the more that we awake, the more that we awaken to that reality and and humble ourselves under his mighty hand. He lifts us up. Hallelujah. He lifts us up. It's his joy to lift us up. That's right. That's right. May I just lift up his name. Amen. 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 May I decrease while he increases. And may my testimony just reveal his goodness, the Lord's grace and the Lord's mercy. The story of forgiving the nightmare is not to glorify me but it's to glorify God. My testimony is not of what I've been able to do. It's what God has done through me. And may I just become a footnote in the larger testimony that if God could do it in a guy like me, God could do it in you. I was broken. I was afraid. I was alone. I chased every diet. I chased every book. I chased every solution. But when I learned to die to self, And let God, when I got vulnerable, when I was exposed, when I was genuine, and I I cried, I got angry, I shook my hand to heaven, I bowed my knees before my Lord, I sweat, I spit, I it was messy, I had boogers and and all kinds of things, but you know, God got a hold and uh and he's still getting Mm. a hold. And he became bigger. He became bigger. I wrestled with my past. I was not Jacob, but I was broken. I wrestled with my past. I was victim. And when I wrestled with my past and he touched me, I became victorious. Not my victory, but my victory in him. So I came from victim to victorious. Incredible. Amen. 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 Well, well, Pastor, thank you so much for taking the time to to share this and and to uh i believe that there are there are hearts that are going to have some seeds sown and um you know i know we had talked about um possibly having you come to my area in the spring but would you like to share here on the podcast um i do plan to attach the um, audio that you had sent to me at the end of this, um, but would you like to share with with the listeners how they could get in touch with you and uh, possibly have you uh, come and speak at their church or? Sure, thank you very much. Well, the best way to get a hold of me is to go to our website at forgivingthenightmare.com. I'm going to say that again: forgivingthenightmare.com. 
there you'll hear my story. You, there's a video on there. You can hear the whole testimony. You can see some before and after pictures of me heavy and since I've lost the weight. But you can contact me there. It's, a, it's the best place to get a hold of me, forgivingthenightmare.com. But I also preach every week. I'm a local pastor here in upstate New York at Christian, Christian Assembly of Schuyler. Christian Assembly of Schuyler, right next to Utica, New York. I'm there every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We have beautiful service. And right now, uh, we are still having in-service uh, meetings. Uh, we, we are wearing masks and, and respecting all the things that we need to do in this COVID time. But again, we're there every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. So you can come hear me preach or you can tune in on our Facebook page at ChristianAssemblyofSchuyler.com. You can tune in there, or we are live on the radio here in the Utica area at 1480 AM and 94.1 FM AM at Music Radio, so you can check us out there. But again, the best way to get a hold of me is to go to forgivingthenightmare.com. Some exciting things that we hope to have soon. Again, we are writing a book. The first draft is done. Uh, we're going to be talking to an editor in December. Very exciting. Very, yeah. Well, we're very excited and also really excited. In the next couple of weeks, we plan to launch a two-minute video of the testimony, highly, highly produced with excellence. It's an artistic uh, masterpiece. They really caught my testimony. So ChristianAssemblyOfSchuyler.com, ChristianAssemblyOfSchuyler.com, ForgivingTheNightmare.com, ForgivingTheNightmare.com. Amen. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. And um, I do look forward to um, seeing your your promotional video and just seeing what the Lord is going to do with your ministry and the lives that are going to be impacted by what the Lord has done in you and through you. And again, I thank you so much for gracing us with this conversation. And I look forward to being able to share updates with, with our listeners in the future. Well, I'm very honored and blessed that you invited me to come on today. I think you have a fantastic ministry, and I believe the Lord's going to use this podcast, not only with my interviews, but with many to impact the kingdom. So thank you for the blessing and uh, for the listeners I just pray that you, the word of God just makes an impact uh, on all their lives, that people will turn their hearts, their lives unto the Lord. And we believe for a great revival to fall across our land again yes. today. Amen. Yes, amen. and amen. All amen. right. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Bye-bye. God, God bless. Bye now. Pastor Mark Sowersby of Herkimer shares his testimony to help those who have experienced hurt, abuse, and pain to find freedom and peace through God's love and the many facets of forgiveness. What I want to tell you about, and I call that journey Forgiving the Nightmare. From the time I was 7 to 14, many of you know my testimony, I was horribly, horribly abused by my mother's husband. He raped me, he sold me to prostitution, he burnt me, he beat me, everything. that Those seven years truly shaped my life. And then at 15 years old, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. You know, I was just a kid and, and I was super humbled that day. And I remember thinking, God, I am not this person. 
I'm a sinner, God, when I'm more open than I've ever been before, more genuine than. So I remember my shirt was soaked with other people's tears. For if you forgive others their transgressions, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their transgressions, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your transgressions. And you wanna know how I handled that scripture for a long time? I turned the page. Because when God changes you, He'll help you be a light to others. Amen. Connect with Pastor Mark. He would be honored to share his powerful message of forgiveness and surviving sexual and emotional abuse with your church, group, company, or family. Visit the ministry website at forgivingthenightmare.com. That's forgivingthenightmare.com.